Greetings and welcome to a bonus episode of Union Street Hoops, a podcast that specializes in Valparaiso basketball and the Missouri Valley Conference. I am your host, Paul Oren. You can find me on Twitter at NWI Oren, and you can find Union Street Hoops at Spotify, SoundCloud, Apple Pods, Google Pods, and of course, NWI.com, and really all over the place. Thank you for listening. A special episode here, special bonus episode of Union Street Hoops. Caitlin Steinheiser, Valparaiso student body president, going to join the podcast today. It's kind of an addendum to the Hale Redacted podcast that was done earlier this week where uh, Chris Sarah, Kyle Padgett were on there, and I spent a lot of time talking about Valparaiso's um, mascot situation, moving away from the Crusaders. In all of the research that I did for a couple of stories, you know, and, and research and interviews and message boards and Twitters and all of that, um, I, I kind of found a dark corner of the web where people were just attacking uh, Caitlin Steinheiser quite a bit, and as well as Colette Irwin not these two individuals, and I talked about this on the Hale Redacted podcast, that they this didn't start with them. This idea of moving away from the Crusader didn't start with them. And, you know, I, I saw some, some dark comments, you know, from people that, uh, some people that I eventually interviewed, um, and, and not really knowing it at the time, um, no one that's been on the podcast, I'll, I'll be clear about that, but um, people I interviewed on background, people I talked to, all of that. And uh, it's been, it hasn't been great. We'll just say that. And so I, I hesitated back and forth, and I'll say this when, when, when you hear it the second, in a second, but I hesitated back and forth as whether or not would I, would I interview the student body president. I know Caitlin. I've known Caitlin for a couple of years now. She's from Northwest Indiana. And, uh, and, and I finally said, you know what, I wanted to give her the opportunity to kind of share maybe a little bit of the journey of how this happened. And then just her takeaway a little bit. And so it's a, it's about a 13 minute long interview. It's, it's, it's short, but I thought there was some good stuff here and maybe an opportunity for some people who are out there to hear a different side of this. Um, I understand that I'm sure this will frustrate people even more. Why Why are you giving a voice here or whatever? But, you know, I, look, this is a very interesting situation. It's a very interesting moment in history in Valparaiso's campus. And uh, obviously when that video was released, um, talking about the change, there were two different people on it, the interim president and then the student body president, and I thought it made sense to reach out. So here is my conversation. We are joined by the Valparaiso student body president, Caitlin Steinheiser. Caitlin, good morning, and thank you for joining us here today. Good morning. I'm so happy to be here today with you. Interest of full disclosure, uh, you and I know each other from uh, our time at Valpo, um, and uh, and I, I, I was very hesitant to ask you to do this, but I also thought it was very important that you get asked and have an opportunity to have a platform, and I'm sure that 50% of the audience right there has just been like, oh no, another platform. But um, I, I thought, you know, I read so much of the what was going on, and I thought, I, I want to give you an opportunity to come on and talk a little bit. So, uh, so here you are, and uh, I, I guess from the start, how did this process, how, how did you get involved in this process? We've talked about the mascot on here, for 20 years, people have been talking about this. How did you get inserted into the conversation? Sure. So I've been in student senate since I've been a freshman at Valpo. And every year, a couple senators would get together and they would ask, 
should we should we write a resolution to retire the mascot? And then we were like, well, I don't know if it has the faculty and alumni support, and it kind of just got brushed to the side and we focused on other things. Then last summer happened with George Floyd and just kind of the reckoning of racial injustice across the country. And a Facebook group was made, the Coalition to Retire the Valparaiso University Crusader. I was added to it. And then I saw that there are a lot of students who are on the page. And within the first couple of weeks of that page existing on Facebook, I had a lot of constituents reach out to me and say, what can you do to make this happen? That's when I realized that students really did have an interest in this issue. Uh, at the beginning of Colette Irwin Knott's term as interim president, she met with Ben Jacobs, my former vice president and I, and she was like, what issues do you guys want me to address? And we were like, well, there has been this movement over the summer to retire the Crusader. So it would be good if you could look at that issue um, and see if that mascot is still appropriate for the university. And then the task force was formed and student Senate passed our resolution saying that we did want the Crusader retired. It passed 20-02, so only two senators were opposed to it. And then faculty Senate passed their resolution, the Alumni Association passed their resolution. Um, then it all kind of came to a head when Colette called me into her office on Tuesday, the week that the Crusader retirement was announced. And she said, well, I've came, I made my decision. The task force has given me their recommendations. We've looked at the survey data. We're gonna be retiring the Crusader, but I want you to be with me in the video if you'd be comfortable with it. And I said, absolutely. <laughs> uh, I think it's really important for students to be at the forefront of issues like this on our campus, because if I was a prospective student seeing all this happening, and I saw a student in this video about this really important topic in the university's history, I would know that I'd be able to make an impact on that campus if I chose Valpo. So that's why I wanted to do it. And Colette definitely said, only if you're comfortable. Um, she didn't make me do anything. And I also didn't ask to be in the video. It was her asking me. There have been some, uh, there's been some speculation about that. <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. Um, okay, so big takeaways from this is that you didn't get elected to student body president with the idea that you were going to go after the Crusaders, so to speak, which seems to be this popular viewpoint out there that like you enrolled at Valpo because you wanted to change the Crusader name. Uh, if we can, if we yeah, back up. Yeah, that is not true. <laughs> yeah. Can we back up for a second? A little bit about like you're from the area, right? Yep. I'm from Michigan City, Indiana. What uh, what led you to Valpo? I have known about Valpo for a really long time. I actually used to do the regional science fairs <laughs> that happened here. So I was familiar with the campus uh, and I was torn between Valpo and Butler. And I actually picked Valpo because of their student government system. On the website for the president's cabinet, it says that our student senate has a high level of self-determination. And I couldn't find any other university that A, made all of their governance documents transparent, um, and B, really said openly that they want students to make change on their campus. I'm a political science major and a communication major, and I wanna go into public service one day. So I knew that experiential learning in college would be a really big part um, of preparing myself for that. So that's why I picked Valpo. All right, now I'll ask you a tough question. You're all the things that you are on campus, you're not an athlete. Um, and there has been some criticism about should the people making this decision, should it come from non-athletes? Um, and, and there has just been a lot of, of who, and, and then the, the, the broader discussion is who, who owns the nickname? Is it 
Does the nickname, the mascot, does it represent the athletic teams? Does it represent the university? Does it represent all in all of those things? Um, who gets to have a seat at the table in the conversation about it? These are all, I, I know you know, these are all things that people are talking about. On that vein, just what's your reaction to, to a pocket of people, former athletes being furious about this when they realize that it's non-athletes that are making the decision? I feel like the caveat that it's non-athletes making the decision is not entirely true uh, because of the survey. Um, the decision was based heavily on the survey data, which I would also like to say I have not seen. I've just, I just know that they made the decision based on the survey data. Um, so former athletes did have a chance to get involved with this. However, I really liked what Mark LaBarbera had to say about the Crusader and its role on our campus. Everyone on campus um, identifies with this mascot and it's, the, it's the athletic department's job to kind of give them something to root for um, with, with the mascot. So I feel like while athletes obviously have a really big connection to the mascot and I respect that, I empathize with that. I listened to your last podcast. They said they put their body on the line for the Crusader. Um, and I know that athletes go through a lot, but I also hope that they're putting their bodies on the line for the university. Um, and I feel like if we do change the mascot, the non-athletes who maybe felt isolated um, or didn't support the mascot will be more likely to engage in those athletic events and support our athletics on campus. So I really do think it is a campus-wide issue while I do believe that former athletes and current athletes have a valuable perspective. Some interesting comments have come your way over the last week. Did you have a sense when this announcement was made how much of a firestorm this could set off? Oh yeah, for sure. That was part of the conversation that I had with Colette. Because <laughs> um, she was like, are you comfortable being in this video? It does not end with the video. It's going to be going on for the foreseeable future. People are going to be upset about this. And I said, yes, I, and we both knew what was coming and we both knew it would be worse because we're women, frankly. Um, a lot of the comments that we've received have been very sexist. And the one thing that did surprise me is I expected these comments to come from people outside of the university community. Anytime a college changes its mascot because it's connected to something negative, people are like, oh, political correctness, wokeness, whatever. Um, but I expected that to come from outside of the university. It has been absolutely gutting to see some of the things that our alumni have been saying about me, someone they've never met, um, when I've been taught that our alumni community is a resource for students and there are people that we can reach out to and help us grow um, and they want to help us with our Valbo experience. I think that this is a really good moment for the university community to kind of look in the mirror and consider how much, consider the role that empathy plays uh, in their lives. Uh, you know, I, th th there was a part of me that was going to say, hey, can you bring like five of the worst comments to the table? But I just don't feel like you have to. I, I'm not going to ask you to relive a lot of those. I just say that I've read some of the stuff and it's it's wrong. Um, I, I do want to ask this because uh, you are um, you're in the college age right now. And so much of the blowback to this has been the this is cancel culture, this is woke culture, this is all that. I pointed out that in 1941, Valpo changed their mascot using a lot of the same terminology that's out there right now, you know, that people are, are blaming on us. When you hear that, that criticism, cancel culture, woke culture, all of that, how do you react to that? 
I just don't think it's applicable to this situation at all. <laughs> um, like you said, this conversation has been going on for decades. Um, and while we've done it in the past with one mascot, we've, we're, we've been having this discussion about the Crusader for so long. It's frankly been plaguing our campus that we have to spend energy on this conversation every so years. I'm so excited that we have um, the opportunity to change the mascot and just focus on other things after that, frankly. Um, and with wokeness and cancel culture, um, I just feel like it's a, it's a way to politicize this conversation. And I don't think that this is a political decision at all. I think it was a decision based on how our students feel, how our university community feels, and what it means to be an inclusive institution. Um, and when you start putting those labels on it, like wokeness and cancel culture, it, it just politicizes the issue unnecessarily. I guess I'll end with this. Um, do you have a thought of what you would like to see Valpo named? I just want it to be something that unifies the campus, frankly. Um, I know that the they're starting to pull the mascot committee together, and I know that there are going to be students on that committee. Um, I will not be one of the students on that committee. I do want to say that. I think it's important uh, that because I'm graduating pretty soon, um, that we have a student who's going to be here for the next couple of years uh, sitting on that committee. And I do know for a fact that they have student athlete representation already um, on that committee. So I just hope they pick something that unifies the campus and something that makes people happy to root for Valpo. <laughs> now, I've, I've heard of at least one person who I think is going to be on the committee and uh, they're a member of the basketball team. So I think there's uh, there will certainly be, um, you know, some connection to to athletes on this committee so caitlin thank you so much for taking the time to join i know that this has been an odd week and um you know i i i know that uh you have not been everyone's favorite i will say i, I do want to wrap with this because um i thought this was important um at the end of the last podcast i did hail redacted um i was interviewing an individual named kyle paget who uh was very against changing the name but toward the end of the podcast, he alluded that um, he'd sent you a, an email and reached out to you and, and just said how brave you were and courageous and things like that. I would imagine while you got a lot of negative blowback, have you gotten some positive kind of things as well? And just kind of how, how has that made you, uh, what has been your impression of that? Oh, of course. Yeah. I've had people reaching out to me, um, former student body presidents, former athletes, a lot of former athletes actually have reached out to me saying that they're happy that we're making the change. Um, and that just shows the really bright future that our campus has. Um, while I really don't want to focus on all the negative comments that have been happening online, right? Like it happens. I, I'm going into public service. This is gonna, just going to be something that's in my career. Um, the university has made a really wonderful choice to change something that has been divisive for so many years. Um, and I'm also really happy that globally we have people celebrating this news as well. Like some of the more positive things that I took away from this experience is that this story was in the New York Times, it was in ESPN and our messaging hit a global audience to let people know Valpo is an inclusive place, we're moving forward, come join us. Um, and I think some of the positive comments that I've heard from people on social media and my email, even on some of the message boards, believe it or not, uh, <laughs> that is reflective of that. Well, you were in the New York Times, you're on ESPN.com, and now you've been on Union Street Hoops. So that's the triumvirate. It completes the triangle. Uh, great job. Thank you, Caitlin, very much, and uh, best of luck here going forward. 
Thank you.